today, we're talking Cool Calm Studios. working keep going man you have just told one of the not wild as is as if it's unbelievable but just wild like wild in regard of you had so much shit that could have deterred you and i we you didn't even go deep into just the the personal shit that was going on in life that don't have anything to do with work that we all go through you just talk your story, man, like crazy. It's when you gonna write your book. <laughs> when you gonna write your book, man. Yeah, bro, bro. I tell I I, I tell people all the time, I'll be like, when you yeah, when you look like when I look back, I'm telling you, dude, if I hadn't got fired from Trader Joe's, it's crazy. Dude, like, think about it like this. Me getting fired from Trader Joe's and me going to El Mercado and getting that job. Ian, my boss, working for Courtney, right? That's how I met Courtney. Me, Courtney liking me, me then working with her for a little bit, right? So like I said, she even helped me get a job at Vans when like cash crop clothing ended. Like she helped me get a job at Vans, right? Because she knew had her homegirl who worked for corporate or some shit, right? So uh, then from there, she hires me as a product developer, for her company, which gives me the resume to then go get jobs at like junk food, clothing, Crail Tab. Now I'm at Huff, right? Because of this resume that was created from working with Courtney. If you bring it all back to the Genesis, if I had not got fired from Trader Joe's, bro, I would have never worked at fucking El Mercado, would have never met Courtney, probably wouldn't even be a developer. I would probably be in the industry still, but probably in a different angle. You know what I mean? Because I just knew that I wanted to be in the industry. I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my time. I had made it up in my mind. That's the craziest part, too, is like, you know, most people... They the scariest shit on earth is talking to another person and asking them if money wasn't a factor, if money meant absolutely nothing, what would you do with your time? Like, what would you want to be? Because that's important. You you should know that because whatever that whatever that answer is, you should. That's something that you should be trying to make into your job, right? So mine has always been from the from sixteen years old from the moment that I started selling those t shirts to my homies and I realized there's something you could do. I mm-hmm. remember saying like I want to own a clothing brand. Like that's I and my idea of working at these places was like I I can what I can do is I can work with all these other companies from different angles. So by the time it comes time for me to do my brand I'll, I'll right. at least know enough, a little bit about everything, right? So I know it's an, enough about, so an example of that is I don't, I'm not a designer by trade. That's not my, what I do, but I've worked within the design space and, and managed designs or helped come up with designs. So I know enough to where me and Derek work well together because I know enough, you know what I'm saying? It's not like Derek just does everything. You know what I'm saying? The same way with doing accounting or I've done enough like lightweight accounting at 
El Mercado as the manager there. So I knew just enough. Like, I'm not an accountant at all, but I know just enough to be able to kind of fudge my way through it. So that was like the end goal was always I'm going to start a clothing brand. That was always the focus. I'm going to start a clothing brand. That's what I want to do. And streetwear is just what I got into. I just got super into it. I don't really know why. I think at the time I got into it because it was very niche. Like when I got into it, it wasn't a thing that everybody was wearing. Like everybody wasn't fucking wearing Supreme. They weren't. Like it was a thing back in my day. It was (laughs) fuck. I hate saying that, man. Make me sound old and shit. Anyway, back in back in my day, uh, it was like a signifier that we were both into the into the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I saw you, an example of that is when I was in high school. Right, the popping brands were like, uh, you know, Nietzsche. Or I'm still trying to figure out if it's a Nietzsche or NYC. Me and my mom have had an argument about that forever. But a Nietzsche is what I call it. Fucking uh, uh, South Pole, Lot 29, right? Et cetera, et cetera. If you saw somebody wearing this, yes, you knew that you guys probably yes, listened sir. to the same music. That's probably into the same shit. You know what I'm saying? So they were signifiers of like subcultures within, with you know, it, within like the area that you lived in so if i saw somebody right. wearing a supreme tee i knew that they were probably in the skateboarding you know what i mean it was something that i was into growing up now it's like it's just it's super homogenous bro everybody like, when i see hood dudes wearing streetwear stuff it's it's crazy i'm like oh well there 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 goes the neighborhood like <laughs> everybody's wearing it now dude my mom knows about supreme man my mom has a fucking supreme cam hat it's crazy it's crazy, dude. My mom is 69, bro. It's wild. And that's where we at with it, man. That's that's where we at with it. You have you have worked through all pretty much most of the eras of it from the from the early 2000s and everything. I mean, it started back way back, but at you've seen the the rapid development and growth and just even some degradation of streetwear to get to this point, man. Man, shout out to Trader Joe's. For real, bro. A hundred percent. And I want. And I cannot stress this enough. I want the record to show, bro. I, I'm gonna say it in every fucking chance I get. I did not steal from them, bro. They fired me for. <laughs> they fired me on some assumption shit. It's crazy. They fired me on some. Well, we can't prove you did, and we can't prove you didn't. So because of that, we gonna let you go. <laughs> and I, it's, I remember being hella mad, bro, peeling out of they fucking their parking lot, listening to Tupac. Hella mad, <laughs> super upset. But thank God they did. I'm I'm super yeah. grateful that they did. And then shout out to. I'm, I might not pronounce it right. El Mercado. There we go. Yep. El Mercado stands for the market in Spanish. And then the market in Spanish. Yeah, that's what that's what El oh, Mercado. El, Mar- El Mercado. Oh, okay. See, yeah. yeah. We have uh, plenty of those out here in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. El, and, El Mercado. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to shout out Courtney, man. Yeah, man. I mean, God, yeah, man, like she is. I tell people all the time, like, I, people, you know, I'm sure it's always trying to figure out, hey, man, how do you get into like a certain space or how do you, you know, get like, a, you know, 
I want to start a brand or et cetera, et cetera. And dude, it is a lot of luck. Like, I mean, I, that's the, for lack of a better term, a lot of luck involved. At the same time, it's mostly like, I guess, to a certain degree, being prepared for those lucky opportunities, you know, because I mean, I could have like, like Courtney could have, could have gave me a job and I could have sucked at the shit. Right. Like, right. and not been good at it, you know? And then, and then this is a moot topic at that point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but <laughs> so like, like the same way, like if tomorrow, you know, I was walking down the street and like, I don't know, like the, like the, a scout for the Lakers was like, bro, we really need a new point guard. Something about you screams point guard to me. Come play, come try out. Like I'm not prepared for that, bro. That's a lucky opportunity that I'm fucking not gonna fucking win at because I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like right. it's a lot of luck and kind of just being prepared for those lucky opportunities and and then taking it from there and like well, you know the main theme that you said earlier was just being able to pivot like not really getting discouraged by shit life's up and down bro shit's hard you know nothing is easy you just enjoy the moment try your best and always be you know thinking about it's funny i tell my my boy Derek, i'm like bro this shit is chestnut checkers you know what i mean like life is not look at everything like you gotta look like two three moves ahead like sometimes you gotta lose a pawn in order to fucking win the game. Like uh, I have so many analogies that I spit to my boy. Like you know, I've never seen a basketball team win a championship without taking an L. Never seen it. It's never happened. You never had an undefeated season. Even the best teams of all time, they don't have undefeated seasons. That just doesn't happen because you go, you're gonna lose a couple times because that's just natural. This is yeah. it's a part of it. That's part of life. That's a part yeah, of life. it's this. Everything is duality, like hot and cold, rain and sunshine. Like it's you got to have a a little bit of negative in order to have positive, or else it wouldn't be positive. It would just be standard, you know. It just be standard. If everything was positive all the time, we would get bored as fuck because you would have nothing to celebrate about. Because everything is that's a standard. That's normal. And it's it's something else that you said in there when you said that, you know, how you know, some people out here we say if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And you said it's a lot of luck, but with that luck, preparation. A lot of people bank on the luck part, but it's the preparation part that's the meat of it that allows that luck to be attracted to it and the luck to happen. And you, man, you, I know you have, I mean, you already answered this question, but I still have to ask it because I ask it on with every conversation I have when I meet people like yourself. If you, if you had, I know you have many because you've said many already. If you had one thing that you could say to an up and comer and I'm very glad that you spoke on the 65 year old um, folklore, the folk artist. And I think if I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken, I could be very wrong. 
does does the name Grandma Moses ring? Yeah, that's it right there, Grandma Moses. Okay, if I'm not okay, okay, because that I I love art, and I remember I took I had to take an art class in college, and we explored so many artists, and I was like, dog, let me just verify if it's Grandma Moses, yeah, because. She speaks to what I tell people all the time. It does not matter when you start. My mom's, she's in her 50s, and she has a gift of of crafting things with her hands. And she has been sitting on making earrings and bracelets and just trinkets for years. And finally, she's this month, she's about to roll it out with a little pushing from me because it's like, it's never too late. Yeah, I tell to them all the time, man. Like it's everybody got their day before, man. Who's to say your day before ain't today? Like you could easily, it could be a day before, man. You know, you Correct. have to work and with that mindset, like. Correct. So it's like you know, it's, it's funny that you knew the name Grandma Moses. Correct, dude. And it's and her story is kind of crazy that she spent her whole life just being essentially a normal woman in society she had a family she took care of her kids she took care of her husband and then at the you know in her fucking old age decided yeah i think i want to try art and then is like one of the most notorious folk artists of all time like it's crazy it's just it's proof positive that i mean all you got to do is just try some shit that's another thing too i that's something that you know i'm sure that you can understand too as a as a black man in america like we have a a, a especially uh, black people we have a, a tendency to to like be afraid to try shit right so like an example or like cuz you don't want to be a nerd or you don't want to not be cool so like an example of that is i don't know like playing yu-gi-oh or some shit you know what i mean like they like that's some nerd shit uh, who do like uh, and i'm always been of the mindset like you shouldn't be afraid to try new shit you know like we have a tendency like you know if i tell my boy hey bro i'm gonna go camping for like a week in the in yosemite and my boy would be like oh bro that's some white people shit and i'd be like bro what are you talking about it's just called camping like you should try some <laughs> shit don't be afraid to try things try new stuff right. You know, like, so I think that that's a, a main thing, too, is that people are always afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to right. try shit. Don't be afraid. Throw some shit at the wall. See what sticks. And that's for everybody. Like, that's literally for anyone. If you want to, if tomorrow you say to yourself, like, hey, I want to, I don't know, man, start a restaurant. It, it, oh, I have an analogy. I have something that I actually heard. I heard it. Big Sean said it in a uh, in an interview a long time ago. Where, you know, let's say tomorrow you say to yourself, I want to start a restaurant, right? Your mind naturally is going to come up with the 101 ways that that's not going to work, right? Correct. I need money. Uh, I need a cook. I don't have a cook. I I need a place to do it. I don't have a place. How am I going to get a place? I need to get money. I need to have enough money. And then how am I going to come up with an idea for you? You come with a million and one reasons, right? Right. When in actuality, dog, you only need one way to make it work. Just one. Not even like 90, you know. But you'll come up with 101 reasons that it won't work. And most people get discouraged by that reason. They'll get discouraged. Like, ah, well, then what's the point of doing it? You know? Uh, The people that make it, 
are the people that block that out and focus on trying to find the one way that it does work, right? So an example of that is, uh, this is a story about CoolCom Studios starting, right? Um, how we started is actually pretty funny as well. Derek and I, my business partner, we became friends through Instagram. Uh, wow. Yeah, Derek works for Stussy, and I worked for Girl Skateboards at the time, Krill Tab. And we became cool because at the time I was kind of like dabbling and so I always made clothes like one off. Like, you know, I'd make like hats one off or I made I made button up shirts one time with these like crazy like rayon fabric. And I think Derek had saw my rayon shirt somewhere and he liked it. So he followed me on Instagram and me and kind of started talking. And then we became cooler once we found out what each other did. Like, because he, you know, he worked at Stussy. I worked at uh, Girl Skateboards. And we started kind of hanging out. And I remember one day, uh, I think I, you know, some brand posted some show on Instagram. And I sent it to him and I was like, bro, everybody in streetwear whack. Like, we should just, we should just start our own brand, LOL. And, and he responded and came back and was like, I'm down. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> and so we started formulating this idea of Cool Calm Studios. And at the time, I had a friend who was, uh, you know, was financially well off. Um, and I had reached out to him because I was like, we're going to need an investor, right? We're going to need an investor. And I reached out to him and like pitched to him this concept and this idea. And I asked him for like a $10,000 budget for the first collection and yada, yada, yada. And I got him to sign off on it. Right. Wow. Got him to sign off. He was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. I'm going to Atlanta for two weeks. When I get back, I'll write you the check. So I'm like, all right, cool. So Derek and I kind of start getting to work. And I mean, this collection, our first collection was like, thick it was you know like three t-shirts a hoodie a jacket a tote bag a hat it was like a full collection i was trying to do like a pop-up blah 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 blah. um and i i made a fatal mistake of putting the cart before the horse and i started Mm -hmm. to reach out to um to like friends in the industry because when you live in la and you're in an industry like Everyone kind of knows everybody, so you can get, you know, you can see product, if you will, right? So I started reaching out to everybody and was like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, hook people up with some stuff. And I took like an order to, to you know, a, a marketing order. This is what I mean by putting the car before the horse. I took in a marketing order before I even had any products, right? <laughs> I take a marketing order. Two weeks pass. My boy uh, hasn't hit me up yet, so I finally hit him up. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm just trying to check on the 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 finances. And he gets back to me. He's like, yeah, dude, uh, my money's kind of tied up right now out here in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to really be able to do that. I'm so sorry, man. My bad. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I remember having, like, an anxiety attack <laughs> at my office at my job. And I was like sitting in, my, I was sitting in like the hallway, like having anxiety. He was like, "Oh my god, oh no, I'm taking these orders, bro. What am I gonna do? Like, what am I going to do?" And this is that moment where, like, you know, you come with a hundred and one ways that it doesn't work. And instead, my mind was just like, "All right, bro, I'm gonna have to figure something out." 
And I remember talking to Derek and I was like, dude, I think that if we reduce the styles that we're doing, I can cover the first, you know, the first run. I'm going to be broke, but I think I can cover it. And I took two paychecks, man. And I do. I was late on rent that month because I bought products because I, I, I took my own money and bought into the first run of shit. And we sent out packages to people. And and I mean, that first collection really didn't do very much, you know, like most first collections. I don't think it's like that's like a, that's like a, a producer's first beat. You know what I mean? Like it ain't popping like that at the time you think it's popping but if you look back you're like nah it wasn't that popping um so yeah it just and we really didn't do much but that's what i mean by like coming up with a hundred and the 101 ways that something doesn't work and all you really need to do is come with a one way to make it work i sat there and tried to think of the one way that it works and i came up with the one way that it works and and here we are three years later in you know, uh, I believe we're in 12 stores internationally. Uh, we're doing collabs with tons of amazing brands and working with tons of amazing people. And that's all off the strength of me coming up with just one way to make it work in that instance. Because that's something that you're going to have to constantly do is figure out is be solution oriented. Just that's especially in business or anything entrepreneurial, man. It's all about being solution oriented. Solution oriented. Man, shout out to you. <laughs> shout, <laughs> shout out to you man um shout out to you seriously man and i did again you've answered this question you've answered this question many times over but to wrap up i want to ask what is one thing that you would say to someone whether they're 65 or 25 in 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 the creative space, in the entrepreneurial space, or just whatever in whatever career they're in, what is one thing you could say to them to keep them going in pursuit of what they're what they're looking for? Uh, I mean, the main thing that I would say, especially to anybody in this in this industry that that I'm in, is that you something that you touched on in the beginning is you just have to be constantly prepared to pivot. Life is intrinsically difficult. Anything worth having is difficult. Anything worth doing is difficult. Any, any of the idols that you have that you look up to would tell you the same thing that it took a lot of grinding, a lot of luck and a lot of preparation for lucky opportunities that you receive. So, I mean, the, the main thing that I would say is, is, just know where you're heading, know what the end goal is and be prepared for any necessary detours along the way. Don't, you don't need to, you don't need to plan the whole trip. You don't got to do that. You don't have to be that meticulous with journey. Just know where you're heading and be okay. You know, knowing that sometimes you're going to go down a road on the way there and you're going to maybe have to bust a U-turn man and go back down that road and figure out a side street to take. That's just, the name of the game. This life is not perfect. Don't try to make it so. I don't think it would be fun if it was that way. That would be my advice is just to come up with come up with your end destination and then drive there and be okay with the journey being bumpy or you know, you know, bumpy or difficult because the majority of the time it'll be pleasant. Majority. 
Yes, sir. I want to say thank you, man, for coming on today. Seriously, um, you have you have dropped a lot of stuff here, and this is gonna be one that people gonna have to spend back a, a couple of times just to be able to take all the notes from everything that you said. Let the people know where they can continue to follow your journey and everything that you do and put out into the world. Okay, perfect. Uh, um, well, I mean, you can follow us at, at you know on Instagram at Cool Calm Studios. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Cool Calm Chris. Chris is spelled with a Y instead of an I, so that's C H R Y S. Um, you can check us out on our website, Cool Calm Studios. Um, yeah, and that's where we're at. We're constantly dropping shit, man. We're working on new projects consistently. Uh, we actually just recently um, worked on a new project with Urban Outfitters. We created a sub label for them called the Electric Circus. So you guys can be on the lookout for that in uh, in your local Urban Outfitters, trying to kind of expand um, what we create and make it more accessible for the everyday kid that likes to purchase things. We call you know the middle America kid who likes to get cool shit as well. Um, or the, the young kid who's getting an introduction to fashion and he does his shopping at Urban Outfitters, he can now grab some, you know, some well-designed shit. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's where we're at, dude. Uh, I'm always available. That's the one thing I try to tell everyone in every conversation that I have is that I'm not uh, a dick. I'm not Hollywood. I'm a regular dude who so happens to work in a cool industry and make cool shit. But I'm just a regular guy, so feel free to reach out to me if you hear this podcast, you have a question, you need me to you know, ex- expound upon any of the ideas, I'm totally down to do that. So, yeah, that's my, that's my main thing I would, I would say at the end of this is that's my connections. Feel free to reach out to me. Anybody who doesn't answer you, you know, when you reach out, they're probably just a dick, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> and I want to let y'all know, <laughs> man, every word he just said is the truth. He means it. Reach out. He would definitely hit you back. Thank you again for coming on today, man. I appreciate you and the work that you do. Till next time, everyone. Peace.